Hello, Oregon. It's Monday, July 6th. This is Elliot News with a news briefing from The Oregonian and Oregon Live. Governor Kate Brown on Friday urged the Portland Police Bureau to de-escalate nightly tensions with a group of protesters that she said have repeatedly taken to the streets with the intent to destroy property. While Brown noted some in the crowd have lit fires and thrown rocks and fireworks, she said the police response has gone too far. The governor said she's disturbed by the Bureau's use of crowd control munitions, which include distraction grenades, pepper spray, and tear gas. The protests, now in their second month, have continued to be volatile. Police twice declared a riot during the July 4th holiday as protesters directed fireworks toward the downtown Portland Justice Center. When Governor Kate Brown last week started requiring the public to wear face coverings statewide, Oregon joined a list that's now 21 states long. But Oregon has one of the least stringent mandates aimed at beating back the COVID-19 pandemic in at least two ways. Oregon only requires masks indoors. 17 of the other 20 states require masks in all public settings or whenever people are within six feet of a non-household member. The mandates apply to indoors and outdoors, such as in parks, on sidewalks, and at farmers markets. Oregon also exempts elementary-age children. Twelve of the 20 other states with statewide mask orders set the age of exemption at two or younger, or have set no age threshold at all. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says anyone two and older should wear a face covering while in a public setting. Brown also has said she doesn't want police and prosecutors to enforce the mask order, which is in line with most other states that have imposed face-covering mandates. The majority of states, however, have no statewide mask mandates at all. Some students have long pushed to change the names of some Portland schools. But as support from students and teachers is growing in the wake of the Minneapolis police killing of George Floyd and the widespread protests it sparked, campus leaders have started to take the demands more seriously. Online petitions calling for the renaming of Wilson High School, Jefferson High School, and Jackson Middle School have garnered hundreds or thousands of signatures since they began circulating a few weeks ago. The recent protests have touched off a reckoning for historical figures whose contributions appear tarnished through a modern lens. Students have pushed for changes at the Portland schools because of the racist policies each of the former presidents promoted during their lives. Even with the newfound support, students may have a long road ahead. Since 2015, when students and parents at Franklin High School pushed to change the school's religious-themed Quaker mascot, Portland Public Schools has had an official policy for how a school's name may be challenged and changed. It requires extensive input from students, faculty, and alumni, and approval by the seven-member school board. Portland officials say some city pools and community centers closed since March due to the coronavirus pandemic may never reopen unless voters approve a proposed ballot measure this fall to fund the park system. In an email to residents last week, Mayor Ted Wheeler and Parks and Recreation Director Adina Long said they plan to seek city council approval to refer an operating tax levy to the November election ballot. They said the levy would allow the city to resume recreational activities at park facilities by next summer, end the department's reliance on fees for revenue, and improve park access and maintenance. Long and Wheeler said that many of the city's park facilities would stay closed past this summer and that, in turn, the Bureau is losing money brought in from swim lessons, exercise classes, rental permits, and other activities. 
More than 40% of the Parks Bureau recreation budget is funded by program fees. In addition to pools and community centers, the department also maintains about 150 parks and close to 12,000 acres of land around the city. The Bureau also oversees five golf courses, including one in Beaverton and the Portland International Raceway. Thanks for listening. You can support our local journalism with a subscription to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pod support.